welcome to the first episode of One Foot in the Rave, a podcast that celebrates coming together and sharing insight into our playful relationship with music, art, innovation and everything in between. We'll be talking to the community to hear about how they're keeping the love and spirit of the rave alive. And today we'll be talking to my co-host and festival legend, Matt Bonner, about finding inspiration on the dance floor, leaving a festival better than you came, why the hell put on another festival and what people can expect at the return of Festival 23 in 2023. I'm your host, Millie, and I'm just happy to be here. Hello, Matthew Bonner. Hello, Millie. It's <laughs> exciting, isn't it? It is exciting. Long time in the making. It, a long time in the making. For people that don't know anything about Festival 23, why 23? Why the history? What's the you know intentions behind it? Um, for 20, the number 23 holds significance for a lot of people, but what is the significance for you? So for me, um, and why I chose to use 23 in the name, is 23 comes from really the beginning of the underground free party rave scene in England. And there was a crew called Spiral Tribe and they had 23 as this number, which just kept occurring for them. And, you know, if you keep saying black Mercedes Benz, you will see black Mercedes Benzes everywhere because mm-hmm. everything's everywhere. Um, so there's a bit of that, but, you know, just became this really special number in their labels called 23. And I mean, those guys are still going since the late eighties. Um, and then when I arrived in Australia in the, early 90s um vibe tribe were a crew in sydney who were a little they came out of a punk sound system called jellyheads they started playing techno and electronic music and mm. um and they were obsessed with the number 23 and had a crew house which many of them lived in at 23 king street in newtown and then the bus was the bus number 23 and the stop was stop number 23 it was you know 23 kept occurring for them so it's a reminder and it's that one foot in the rave it's a reminder of the free party ethos which I started raving in when I was in my 20s and which I fell in love with and you know really gave my life to and it's about people in the community coming together and putting on parties to have time together and hang out and make magic. It's really at the you know core of what it means to be a human is to you know come together and stay connected throughout you know you go to this party but then beyond that party how that filters into your life is obviously very personal, but it's something you can carry through. Yeah, gathering together to dance, I mean, to just the beat of a drum is one of the oldest human mm. imperatives. Totally. Yeah. And what happened at that first event in 2020, the first festival, 23? Well, that was a, a really interesting one. So we were wedged between the end of the bushfire, that crazy 2019-2020 bushfire season, and many festivals were cancelled. And we got to go ahead because there'd been some rain in that area. So it was a really sort of perilous and rocky road, not knowing whether we were going to cancel or not till the last minute. And it was beautiful. You know, it was a really beautiful event. There was an amazing atmosphere, great music, really great art, um, which is really noticeable. And lots of people commented on lots of like immersive art experiences, which people got to go and do. And really strong wellness and workshop theme which we can talk about the whole sort of intention of leave better than you came. But the venue itself lends itself to a festival, which is, you know, has one foot in those old free party. Because in the old free party scene, everybody bought their own sound system and played their own music. And so, you know, Festival 23 honors that a bit. It's not as 
There's not 30 sound systems, but it honors that in having a diversity of music and a diversity of choice. And the venue really lends itself to that because there's like beautiful sunken lounges and this beautiful outdoor area where there's a dam and bit you know, of bougie, a little bit of bougie, <laughs> bit but of also you know, but also just it's still a rave. And so, you know, who are the people that you expect to come to Festival 23? Well, judging on last time, a little bit of everybody. You know, we're a little bit more of the mature crowd who put it on. Um, myself and my partners are all, you know, in the more mature sort of raver thing. But last time there was people of all ages and everybody just mixed together really, really nicely, you know. The, there's a big intention behind 23, which is leave better than you came. And that's around exploring this like interesting space between utter hedonistic rave, which I've been part of for years and I'm not dissing in any way. Um, but, you know, this like thing of utter hedonistic rave and then sort of overly pious wellness festivals, yoga festivals as I call them. And it's trying to find like an interesting middle ground between that too. So the whole Leave Better Than You Came is about coming, have your party, but also think about, you know, balancing that out with the other stuff on offer. And just enjoying a swim in the dam or the pool in the beautiful, you know, outdoor space, mm. you know, and taking an idea of which for me was germinated from people like at other festivals starting to stress halfway through the festival about how trash they were going to be when they got home and having to deal with work and stuff. And that was where really where the leave better than you think came yeah. germinated. It was yeah. like, okay, let's let's start thinking about sending people back out into the world improved rather than destroyed and that's where festivals become and and events like these that are you know really well thought out and have balance as you know a bit of a purpose behind it as well it becomes a tool for people you know yes it's come play you know experience connect but go away knowing that you have a bit more of a direction because you've been able to have that different perspective and that different shift in perspective is really what people need right now, you know, yeah. to be able to meet for somebody who has started a business or wants to start a business or wants to change jobs or wants to understand exactly where they fit into society post-COVID, there's an opportunity to connect with like-minded people who, yeah, they, they work hard, they play hard, but also they know how to, you know, nourish themselves in a way that is conducive with, you know, getting back on with life after the festival. Mm. Yeah, I'd say the, the two things which I saw people talking about the most after the inaugural event, Festival 23, were the ice bath. And that just got a lot of talk because it was a really like visible sort of short, sharp shock treatment into another place and so many people enjoyed that and I saw so many people reposting photographs of them and their friends in the ice bath and the sessions which happened in there you know and it's something and, people haven't done before right yeah totally new so things new. or even if they have just mm. you know to do it in that sort of environment mm. you know to be able to step out of the ice bath feeling completely renewed and then go and dance or do whatever you want to do Beautiful. and then the other one was the human exploratorium room which was really amazing which is like a full sound pack which you wear on your body base massage session ran for i can't remember how long it's like over 15 minutes and people just rolling through there and i was really surprised that from before it opened so we had obviously told people about it before the festival there are people queuing up for it from before it opened on the friday night it was one of the first things which we started doing on the friday night and people were queuing up wanting to go in there it was wild and that was just there were people queuing all weekend 
And that kind of stuff is so unexpected because it's new. It's innovation. It's something that's going to expand their perspective on life, which goes beyond just, you know, having a boogie on the dance floor, which is very important. Don't get me wrong. Mm. But, you know, for curious souls that want to, you know, learn, I know a lot of people are wanting to explore different parts of, you know, their psyche and and play together and Mm. Things, you know, experiencing things like that together brings people together and it also, you know, encourages new idea, new thought, um, new creation, new art. Um, tell us a bit more about the art that we, you know, you had at the last festival and you might we might get to see at the new festival. Um, well, at the last one there was, um, we, we took advantage of the rooms we had in the venue and had really immersive art stuff happening in there. Benji Nock did an amazing immersive room called Tectonic, which is about sort of going into the earth. And he had metal filings vibrating on crazy magnets and really deep drone bass going on and some beautiful art. And that was a really interesting room. You could just go and sit, you know, lots of sort of meditative experiences. So there was an idea with that and with Human Exploratorium and with the workshops, which um, our partner Ivana curated, that we were taking people out of the festival in a way rolling them through this experience and giving them back better than they came so there was this whole idea of you know taking people and giving improvement to their being or their way of thinking or however you want to look at that and so you know everything was curated all the art was curated with that in mind everything was curated with a sort of journey in mind so there was very little static art there was a lot of stuff which you could play with or experience or happened with you in it or around you and all sorts of really interesting artists Mathieu Briand one of my favorite artists from France was involved and will be involved again in Human Exploratorium uh, coming back and you know so there's some really interesting working relationships with artists there Thomas Soup Campbell made a really beautiful installation piece which was a bunch of houseplants which were mic'd up to create a musical instrument which people could play on Amazing. And that was really well received. Yeah, it was amazing. And so that was just, just in the lobby of the hotel. So people were just walking past, touching this plant, going, Wing! sort of theremin-like interaction, but, you know, uniquely programmed by him. And so people were just, like, jamming on it all weekend. A bunch of houseplants. It was really cool. Yeah, beautiful. Totally. To be able to roll through a festival and continue to find unexpected little toys and things and immersive experiences whilst also being able to tap into that dance floor or chill out by the lake you know with this beautiful scenery that reconnection to nature as well it's really quite a unique event to Mm. be able to offer that experience Mm. yeah 66 kilometers from melbourne 66 kilometers from my house anyway (laughs) um which um which you know is a big thing so it's all about you know, a weekend that really works for rejuvenation. You don't have to do a three and a half hour drive each way. And what kind of size is the event? Because I feel like that's a big deciding factor for a lot of people because after COVID, a lot of people don't want to be in really crowded areas. I know for myself, that'd be my worst nightmares. Rocking up to, you know, a festival with 10,000 people. You Mm. would love it. I would freak out. (laughs) Well, I did. 70,000 in Germany, which is just beautiful. But no, this is like, you know, 1,000 to 1,500. Be the same numbers as lo- as last time. We're not going to go above that capacity. Yeah. And um, yeah, it's really small boutique beautiful. opportunity for those who know, yeah. And you've got an opportunity to, you know, 
speak to the artists and the DJs and the talent and everyone feels, you know, more of a, a collective yeah. rather than just, you know, an event mm. where, you, you you know, you're seeing different people all the time. You, you yeah. get to know people on a more deeper level, which I think is really exciting. You can have mm. proper connection, proper conversation yeah. and lay the groundwork for, you know, enriching people's lives, which at the very bottom of it all is is really the, the key. Yeah, that's really important. And there was no VIP area. There's no backstage. Everybody's just out there. And so many of our artists, um, Ocean Lighter, who we just fell in love with. He was our headliner last time. And um, he just came and was just out the whole weekend. Beautiful. Just hanging out with people, making friends, um, made friends with the band who were playing their Melbourne band, who he's remixed. Oh. And has been doing projects with amazing. Um, yeah, he's got a really cool remix out. Band's called Izzy, and he's just remixed them on his label, Yoruba Soul. Um, definitely worth checking out. It's beautiful, like mm. deep Afro house sort of remix of one of their more sort of jazzy tunes. Really cool, and you know, just that breakdown of the traditional format. Mm. You know, there's no like VIP platform you can stand on for mm. anybody. Mm. You know, and then it's interesting, like. I heard people say that just because it's in a hotel, it's snobby, but it's almost the antithesis of that, mm. which is really interesting. But, you know, I mean, everyone's entitled to their perception, however they want to. F- I mean, I think the question on everyone's lips is why put on a festival right now up against everything? It's post-COVID. It's a different world. Why are you back? Well, for me, it's about reconnection. That's the reason. Um, I had a really great festival summer in Europe. And I felt like that really put me back together in a lot of ways after the stress of lockdown. And, you know, I had a massive psychological impact on everybody, I believe. And I was just talking to a friend in America this morning, an old mate of mine, Dov, who runs a record label in America, does lots of parties. And he was saying that Burning Man was that for them. It really put people back together. So for our community, there have been a couple of festival cancellations, which is really disappointing. Um, quite a few, actually. And so a lot of my friends are saying, and I'm feeling, that Festival 23 can be that comeback festival where we get to really play and, um, and get, you know, sort of back into the game. With everything that it takes to put on a good festival, why, why do festivals exist? Because from, you know, from the public perspective, they just see this great party. From the background perspective, there's a lot of shit that goes down. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it's, you know, they are labours of love. Um, I think there's a big difference between the big commercial festivals, which are clearly businesses and there to make money, and small enterprises like Festival 23 and lots of other small boutique festivals, which really, you know, there's easier ways to make money. So they've done their labours of love. And, you know, that doesn't mean the people who put them on want to lose money, but, you know, they're much higher risk and much higher challenge. And there's been a rise in ticket prices since COVID, which reflects. I think a lot the rise in the cost of goods and services across the board for everything. Um, but I think it also reflects a little bit the reality of what it costs to put on a festival. And, you know, we've been selling tickets, vastly undervalued tickets to festivals. You know, when you think about what you get, um, and my analogy is always that, you know, people are happy to spend $350 on a bag of Novocaine and caffeine, which is supposed to come from Colombia. <laughs> Um, but then they whinge and moan when they've got to spend 350 bucks for a festival, which employs 500 people um, more when you think about all the ancillary stuff 
flights which are being booked for artists and all the work which it creates, flies people around the world, does all the stuff, puts on, you know, in our case, four or five sound systems. Um, and, you know, people want that to be cheaper than a, you know, bag of rack. Yeah. Go figure. Yeah. And it is, I think it's time for that to change. People are starting to talk about it. I'm seeing the prices come up in festivals. And, you know, if people don't want to pay what a festival's worth, it's really going to have to be assessed. It carries into this next question of, you know, how will Festival 23 benefit the community? Well, I guess there's two, oh, there's many levels, but just off the top of my head, you know, we've just spoken about the financials. So, you know, pretty much everybody who works on Festival 23 comes from within our community. All of the sound systems are community owned, um, all of the lighting people, all the DJs and bands, and, you know, it's a community effort. Um, so there's a big financial reward in, from that perspective. But more than anything, I guess it's a cultural thing, like especially living in big cities, mm. you know, like Melbourne, which is where most of our crowd come from. I mean, we get people from Sydney and Byron, and we had a few people from overseas last time as well. But, you know, the majority of our community is in Melbourne. And, you know, your community is only as good as your meeting places, otherwise you're a bunch of people living in boxes. Totally. And from which, a few years of being cooped up inside, working on projects, solo. Yeah, then there's that bit, right, Mm -mm. where this one is so much more, I don't know, sort of sweet in a way because we haven't had anything for three years. Mm. Yeah. Mm -mm. Yeah. Or we haven't done anything. I mean, I'm not saying there haven't been festivals. Yeah, totally. It's been a slow crawl back to some sort of normalcy for parties. And I know that for the community, for people – it is so important to come together and dance and play and be connected and reconnect, you know, because you know, inspiration can come from anywhere. And I think, you know, that taught us so much through the lockdowns is we really need to come together as a community because doing things solo, doing things locked in your room, you know, is not a way to create new ideas, create new friendships, new business partners, all that kind of stuff, which yeah. comes from often the dance floor the meetings on the dance floor yeah well you you know we put up a a post about that and it was interesting to see in the comments people saying our friendship started on the dance floor at 23 you know it is it's where so many of my friendships have started over the years and you know Mm. beautiful things have happened it's why we do it bring people together yeah bringing people together is so important for you and your partners, what does the future look like? You know, what happens to this community? How are you nourishing this community beyond the event and into next year and year after and year after? Mm. What do you hope to achieve with this almost like a movement when you put on a festival? Yeah. Um, well, we've got, re- you know, we, we got really sort of sideswiped by COVID and lockdowns and some people kept going and doing stuff we decided not to. I felt like, for me personally, that was really just time to go inwards. I did lots of meditation and all sorts of inward journey, and I didn't feel the draw to connect as strongly as other people did. But coming out of that now, there's talk of ongoing art projects. You know, I mean, there's just connection from the point of view of I'm regularly going out to the venue with all sorts of different artists and people and, you know, making that that journey out there and planning stuff and then they bring new people in. So it's already happening, you know. People are doing mixes for us and people are planning workshops and, you know, the whole juggernaut 
mm. even though it's a cute little juggernaut. It is a juggernaut. And, yeah. and that whole juggernaut is starting to revitalise. Beyond that, there'll be, you know, some sort of after-party events and then other stuff happening in the year. So, yeah, you know, we will get into more of a a participatory Great. calendar. Yeah, because yeah. I think when people feel connected to a community, they want to grow that and they want to continue to show up for that community because, you know, the power is in the collective. The power yeah. is in coming together and dancing and connecting in that way is such a playful way to make a new community yours. Yeah. And then there's also the the uniqueness of the festival space, which is I've always been heavily influenced by Hakim Bey, who's a, um, a writer, and he, he writes about really the underground free party and electronic music scene, or wrote. And he did a lot of, like, you know, sort of psychological studies and observations and, you know, anthropological work. Um, and he writes about temporary autonomous zones. And he, you know, uses festivals as his main example for these zones where we come together for a limited period of time and get to experience different things. For me, freedom is so important. And it's really that people get to experience that freedom um, where they don't have to work and it isn't their normal life. In, more than anything, it's, it's time for the community that you created the last event mm. and those people who've told their friends and for people seeking this freedom, this play, this connection to really support festivals, support events like this because, you know, they might not happen without the community support. and They won't know. happen without it. But, um, but, you know, our support has been amazing so far. We put out a little membership drive just to people who got tickets last year and the response has been incredible. Um, for everyone who's done those memberships, you'll be getting a personal thank you from me soon. Just got to get to that. We're seeing really, really great response on, you know, all the questions people are asking on social media. People are keen. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So, and you're obviously, everyone that's connected to the festival is keen to connect with that community as well. Hmm which is exciting. Do you want to give us a little, uh, a little rundown on the lineup? I'm super excited about it. Um, it is a reflection of artists who we feel are really great artists and performers. They're people who we've seen in our travels as in the Organiser Festival 23 at other festivals and fallen in love with. There's some really great talent who's, which have been around for a long time, like Ocean Lade and Henry Size and Mad Moda Mikkel. These are amazing artists who, um, and Likax from Japan, who are really, you know, very well established in their own scenes. And on Bust has been around for a long time for Poland. And then there's some really interesting new upcomers like Franka and, you know, artists like that who are really sort of on the cutting edge and at the, I find, very exciting part of the career when people are just sort of on the rise and they're super experimental. So it's finding a balance between artists in all of those different spaces i believe this lineup and you know the diversity of electronic music on offer there's artists playing so many different types of electronic music both live and dj set and then you know a really strong second round announced to come of predominantly local artists and more live contents and bands like we had last time and all that sort of stuff too yeah we really wanted to do a full lineup which represents the connection of our community all over the world but yeah, it has been really interesting, you know, plane tickets are three times what they used to be, especially in January and that school holiday period. And so, yeah, there's been all sorts of logistical, you know, interesting things to deal with in that. But it was super important for me to to have everybody come together and, you know. 
an incredible again. opportunity to yeah. see some new talent and you know us living on an island here we don't get to just pop over to japan or pop over you know to berlin i mean yeah. a lot of people do but it's not know. a pop it's a big flight and a big <laughs> it's, it's a big flight a, a big mission and you know well yeah. thank you for chatting <laughs> thanks for being a pleasure um it's so exciting to be doing this again and um and you know i know from the feedback we've had so far that people are really excited to to come play Thanks, everyone. See you on the dance floor. Yeah, and stay tuned. We'll be talking to a lot of the guests and, you know, people making an appearance at Festival 23. So buckle in. It's going to be a wild ride, and we'll see you on the dance floor.